Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather and I've got some news and views from a West Texans biblical point of view one. You're not going to find it. You're a mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome to this afternoon's podcast and uh, we got some things to talk about. One great thing that is going on right now is that uh, there's a huge pro-Israel rally going on on the United States Capitol right now and we can give the Lord uh, thanks and praise and glory and honor for that. And uh, just to let the world know that uh, the majority of the United States stands with Israel. And so we are thankful for that. Thank you for Michelle for letting me know about that. Anyway, um, you know, I don't really know what's going on in the world today. I don't watch a lot of news. So it's nice when people update me. <laughs> let me know what's happening so folks a lot of good stuff going on i got a few articles i want to talk to you guys about so un and bill gates 50 in 5 plot is a digital prison for humanity uh it's by alex newman and there is a video um included in that you can go to libertysentinel.org um, that's where you're going to find a lot of that coverage. But this is the libertysentinel.substack.com. I'm going to include the link in the description um, of this podcast. So if you're on Spotify or Google or uh, um, iTunes, Podbean, however you guys watch it, um, Google Cast, there's a whole lot of places. Um, uh, Amazon, um, anyway, uh, Alexa, I think I want to like all kinds of stuff. Um, you can just click in the uh, the description and it's going to have these links in there for you guys, okay? And uh, what else we got? God Gathering, Gog, Magog. Uh, this is by Terry James. You can find it at terryjamesprophecyline.com. I like Terry James. And uh, coming to you guys from Hal Lindsey and harbingersdaily.com is Planet Earth is armed to the teeth and the world is, in the, oh, I'm sorry, and the word of the day is escalation. Hmm. And uh, www.cbn.com comes to you from uh, CBN and is going to talk to you all about the Satanic Temple After School Satan Club. Uh, Connecticut parents um, call After School Satan Club at elementary school, quote, inappropriate and deceptive. That article is by Talia Wise. We'll talk a little bit about that. And Israel and the Book of Revelation by Sean Gooding. You can find that article at raptureready.com. And uh, is worldwide Jew hatred setting the stage for tribulation period? You know him, you love him. And no, it's not Leo Homan. It is Dean Dwyer has got this article to us uh, from November the 10th coming to us with the harbingersdaily.com. So lots of stuff to talk about today. I'm going to scoot that little article on over here so I can have it in line. So let's start with the God Gathering Magog, the Gog Magog. So uh, once again, this is Terry James, uh, Terry James, prophecyline.com. So he says, many times I've remarked after being informed of one prophetic development or another, something like, well, what can we expect at this late hour uh, of the age? It's all coming together just like it should. And he says, that's almost a too casual look on my part at these things we see happening that prove the truth of God's prophetic word. And he says, I haven't in making such a statement fully grasp in every instance what is taking place at this hour. He says, at least yours truly has been occasionally lax in totally understanding what's taking place to some extent. He said, so I'll say here, it, here that is my fox paws, uh, not yours, he says. 
Um, and that should be addressed and corrected. He says, so bottom line of this self-critique is that things are taking place not by natural prophetic selection, the evolving events that build upon one another by happenstance. He says, these things are actually orchestrated by the very hand of the one who foretold the matters involved. God is in the heaven ordained process of pulling all things together for the wrap up of this quickly fleeting age of grace. He says, I could point to many areas that validate that this is taking in place however one stands out profoundly he said the war uh hamas started on october on november the 7th i believe it's supposed to be october the 7th uh which israel is in the middle ages or middle stages of finishing seems to be the catalyst that's galvanizing the final stage being set for the gog magog battle or the ezekiel chapters 38 and 39 war uh, the Lord's great hand of direction came starkly in view for me, he says, when the announcement that a minor player has just become part of the massive gathering of the major Gog Magog players. He says, I don't mean to trivialize that coming uh, that coming attack on God's chosen people by likely liking it to a game of two teams opposing one another. Certainly, uh, that isn't my intention, he says. However, the whole of this uh, thing called human uh, creation and God's dealing with us seems in some way to be a stupendous drama, a great play that is, as the title of this article implies, directed by the very hand of God. And what we see happening in and surrounding God's chosen nation is impeachable proof, if we ever needed it, that he exists, that he isn't the existential God the agnostics claim, but a hands-on God beyond human comprehension. He says, and it isn't the grand orchestration that so impresses me and any child of God. It is rather a more or less minor element he has just added to the drama he long ago told us about through Ezekiel that makes the goosebumps run up the back of the neck because it shows just how very near we are to the finale of the great play that's about to begin. Once again, this article is by Terry James. This is TerryJamesProphecyLine.com. So he goes on to say, uh, the quote minor element is the uh, announcement given in the uh, the following news item. So MSM, Algerian Parliament authorizes President Tabone to uh, support Gaza amid Israeli assaults. Al-Bawaba, as a news source, I believe, uh, in a significant move, the Algerian Parliament has uh, officially authorized President Abdelmadjid Tabone, folks, I'm sorry, that is T-E-B-B-O-U-N-E, um, to enter the conflict in support of Gaza in a unanimous vote of 100 out of 100. This decision comes in response to the escalating Israeli massacres against the Palestinian population of the besieged Gaza Strip. Algeria becomes the second Arab nation to declare official support for Palestine and to confront Israel. So Algeria votes to go to war to uh, with Israel, and that is by CWR uh, that was updated on the 3rd of November. And so he goes on to say, so why does this joining in by a minor Israel-hating uh, blood-vowed enemy uh, invoke such a back-of-the-neck chill? The following helps us understand. And so he quotes, 
The key consideration is the context of Ezekiel 38 and 39. What features of these chapters indicate the timing of the invasion is participants and location. He says Magog occurs in the Old Testament on four occasions, Genesis 10-2, 1 Chronicles 1-5, and Ezekiel 38-2 and 39-6. It identifies a descendant of Japheth in the table of nations. And he goes on to say, uh, which scholars trace to the ancient Scythians? These tribes lived in the region north of the Black Sea, and some consider their territory uh, stretched from Ukraine to Siberia. Further, Ezekiel describes Gog as, quote, the Prince of Rosh, and that is uh, Ezekiel 38.2 in the NASB, uh, which also suggests a location in Russia, although the use of Rosh is debated, he says. Um, added to these are Persia, Kush, and Put, and this is Ezekiel 38.5, as well as Gomar and all his hordes in Beth Togomar. And this is 38.6 of Ezekiel, of course. And Persia is clearly modern Iran, another Islamic nation um, whose name was changed to Iran in recent times. Kush and Put are more difficult to identify, as is Beth Togomar. Scholars consider Kush is the nation of northern Sudan, an Islamic one, and Put is Libya, which those are not really hard to discern. That's you know, history shows that. But anyway, um, another Islamic, mainly Sunni nation and possibly includes Algeria and Tanzania um, because the ancient borders extend west beyond modern Libya. So the Battle of Gog and Magog this is the Friends of Israel gospel ministry. There's a link there that you can go check out. Goes on to say uh, the fact that tiny Algeria, which is almost certainly a major constituent part of of the ancient area known as Put is now added to the jigsaw puzzle. The Gog Magog invading horde shows that God's great hand of control is at work. This confirms yet again that our Lord keeps every detail of his promises in every instance. The detail we're looking up for in particular is the rapture of all believers in Jesus Christ. He goes, here is how to be assured that uh, to be assured you will be a part of that tremendous rescue from this judgment bound world. And folks, this is Roman. 10 through 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with thine heart for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation folks don't be left behind uh, make the profession of faith uh, today why you still got breath in your lungs because once uh, once you die you don't get a do-over you don't get a second chance nobody can pray you or pay you out of hell so know that for show for show uh tell you what today is a day of salvation jesus says please don't wait he loves you he came to die for you um that's how much he loves you he suffered and died on a cross for you um my goodness gracious um, today's the day of salvation. Don't wait. Don't, don't wait. Nothing you could have done too bad. He will not forgive you for the apostle Paul killed Christians and, and uh, the Lord Jesus saved him. Uh, he was Saul at the time, turned him into the apostle Paul. And uh, he wrote, I think like one third of the new Testament. Anyway, don't quote me on that. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. So planet earth is armed to the teeth and the whole, and the whole, oh my goodness gracious. And the word of the day is escalation. This is by Hal Lindsey posted uh, yesterday, November the 13th at harbingersdaily.com. So the trigger on a gun need not be large for the gun to be deadly. The Gaza Strip is 25 miles long and only 7.5 miles wide at its widest point the gaza trigger has been pulled we do not yet know the damage it will cause 
So far, escalation seems to be the word of the hour. Gaza's uh, hour or Gaza's war um, has already escalated beyond, beyond the Middle East, drawing in Russia, China, Europe, and the United States. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's Psalm 122.6. And you will be praying for peace on earth. On Thursday, October 26, three men met in Moscow. The least credentialed of the three was by far the most important, at least for now. He is Musa Abu Marzak, an engineer educated in the United States who became a key leader of Hamas. If the terror group had a Secretary of State, it would be Marzouk. He met with the deputy foreign ministers of Russia and Iran. Their stated purpose was to discuss Hamas's continuing war with Israel. According to Ezekiel 38, Russia and Iran will one day lead a coalition of nations in a massive assault against Israel. God will intervene on Israel's behalf, not with Iron Dome missiles interceptors, but with his own mighty hand. Praise the Lord. So until the Islamic Revolution of 1978-79, Russia, then the Soviet Union and Iran had had been highly antagonistic. That began to change with the revolution. The relationships grew much stronger during this century with Vladimir Putin in charge of Russia. As the world's leading state sponsor of terrorism, Iran has been the target of many sanctions from the United States. I'm sorry, the United Nations, the United States, and others. But Putin's Russia continues uh, to trade with Iran, severely limiting the sanctions' impact. Russia and Iran now maintain close military and economic ties. At the end of the meeting, Marzouk said of Hamas, uh, we look at Russia as our closest friend. That same day in the Middle East, US F-16s uh, struck two facilities in eastern Syria, a weapons depot and an ammunition storage site. The Americans went to great pains to make sure there would be no human casualties. The facilities are used by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, or IRGC, and affiliated groups. The affiliated groups had made 19 attacks against US military installations in the 10 days leading up to the United States response. Um, administration officials made it clear that they see those who are attacking American forces as proxies of Iran. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said Iran wants to hide its hand and deny its role in these attacks against our forces. We will not let them, unquote. The 19 attacks against U.S. installations uh, caused injuries and contributed to the cardiac episode of a U.S. contractor that resulted in his death. The United States had to respond, but did so in the mildest way possible. The Biden administration seemed determined not to escalate the situation, even so. So the U.S. attack in Syria did cause an escalation. Israel's necessary ground incursion, which is currently taking place in Gaza, will also provoke some level of escalation. With Hezbollah, with its 100,000 troops and as many as 200,000 missiles fully into the fray from the north, I don't know, will they? Might Iran move directly against Israel, the United States, or both? For years, the Iranians have been practicing and planning assaults against United States aircraft carriers. With the Eisenhower group, uh, Carrier Group in the Middle East, is it possible they might finally dust off those plans and give it a try? Hmm. Planet Earth is armed to the teeth, he says. Its leaders seethe with pride and anger. Pray, do as the Bible says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Folks, this is an article by Hal Lindsey, and he is right. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and when we do, we are praying for the peace. We're praying for the Lord Jesus to return, because he's the only one that's going to bring peace, true and lasting peace. What else we got going on today? Connecticut parents call uh, after school club at elementary school inappropriate and deceptive. This is posted on the 13th of November by Talia Wise. And you can find it at uh, www.cbn.com. I always wonder how they get that 
in their website. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so a Connecticut elementary school plans to host an after-school Satan club is facing major backlash from parents. Organizers from the after-school Satan club will hold monthly meetings at Lebanon Elementary School in Lebanon, Connecticut, starting uh, in December, the WFSB-TV reports. A colorful flyer advertises to students a club that will have science projects, nature activities, puzzles and games, and arts and crafts. Anything to lure you in. Anyway, uh, the Satanic Temple is a non-theistic religion that views Satan as a literary figure who represents a metaphorical con- construct of rejecting tyranny and championing the human mind and spirit. A Facebook post reads, oh, look at this little flyer here. Oh, we're not going to go over it, though. So it, continu- it continues, quote, after school, Satan Club does not attempt to convert children to any religious ideology. Instead, the Satanic Temple supports children to think for themselves. All after school, Satan Clubs are based on activities centered around these seven fundamental tenets and emphasize a scientific, rationalist, non-superstitious worldview, end quote. Despite the group's advertising efforts to brand itself as morally neutral, parents say they are put off by the club's symbolism. Quote, if you look at their website and the different things that they are handing out, there's symbolism of the devil. And I think that's inappropriate. Parent Kate Prokop uh, told WTNH TV and um, Amy Bordon, a member of religious freedom advocacy group called uh, Parents Choice, says that the satanic temple that created the after school satanic club or Satan club is operating under the guise that it is a religious organization. I think it's deceptive. She told the outlet, I liken it to the camel cigarettes used to entice the youth and children. They're trying to use events like this to recruit children at a young age and steer them away from religion, Borden added. As the Satanic Temple has tried to establish affiliate clubs in hundreds of schools across the country, they contend that they are not pushing religion, but rather providing students with an alternative to the popular good news clubs. Quote, the Satanic Temple does not advocate for religion in schools, the group claims on its website. However, once religion invades schools, as the good news clubs have, the Satanic Temple will fight to ensure that plurality and true religious liberty are respected. Hmm. In 2001, the Supreme Court ruled that public schools must allow the same access to its facilities to both secular and religious groups. This includes both good news clubs and after school Satan clubs. Quote, we're not changing the politics here. This is something people should have recognized from the start, said Lucien Greaves, the Satanic Temple co-founder. June Everett, the campaign director for the after school program, told NBC Connecticut that a parent requested for the club to hold meetings at school. Quote, we do not worship the devil. We're not sacrificing goats or babies. We are simply having equal access to the spaces that we have a right to, unquote, she told the outlet. Lebanon School Superintendent Andrew Gonzalez uh, released a statement saying it must allow the group to use its facilities by law. The Lebanon school, Public Schools allows outside organizations to use LPS facilities in accordance with Board Policy 1007. As such, LPS must allow community organizations to access school facilities without regard to the religious, political, or philosophical ideals they Express Gonzalez said, unquote, not everyone will agree or attend meetings of every group that is approved to use school facilities. However, prohibiting particular organizations from accessing our school buildings based on the perspectives they offer or express could violate our obligations under the First Amendment and other applicable laws 
and would not align with our commitment to non-discrimination, equal protection, and respect for diverse viewpoints, he added. So according to the group's flyers, uh, parents must give their child permission to attend. Five students have already signed up to join uh, NBC Connecticut reports. Uh, CBN News reported a catchy semi-animated uh, promotional video from the group included a song encouraging young children to embrace Satan as an imaginary friend. The video repeatedly states there is no hell and goes on to claim that Satan doesn't actually exist. He's an imaginary friend. So, folks, if you want to know what your kids are involved in, I suggest uh, you wake up and smell the coffee because uh, that's what these are doing. They're, uh, you know, man, they've been they have infiltrated our education system. They have infiltrated every part of uh, the United States. That's the only way they could tear us down was from the inside. And, um, yeah, Satan's been at this for a very long time. And so, you know, what better way to do is just to stand against this kind of stuff. Make your voices heard. Go out there and, I mean, you know, promote the good news and all these other great clubs that are Christian. Start one yourself in your school if you don't have one. You know, today's the day. We need to fight back, not just sit around, you know. It's another good one. So, Israel and the Book of Revelation. This is by Sean Gooding. And we can find this at raptureready.com. This is posted on November the 11th, 2023. And I'm going to get a drink of water here, you guys. Oh, goodness gracious. This is Revelation chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. And Revelation chapter 7, verses 1 through 8. You know what the Bible says? If you study the Book of Revelation, hear it, read it, and heed it, you will be blessed. So, let's get some blessing on today, shall we? Mm. the lord is good he is so good and mighty and mighty and worthy to be praised so let's start off so it says after these things i looked and behold a door standing open in heaven and the first voice which i heard was like a trumpet speaking with me saying come up here and i will show you things which must take place after this immediately i was in the spirit and behold the throne a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne he goes on to say I hope that you have enjoyed and maybe learned something through our walk as we learn more and more about God's relationship with and to Israel from the very first covenant with Abraham until after the church age is over. And so he goes on to say, the Bible is full of God's promises to Israel. And we have explored these over the past few weeks, he says. Um, if you're a student of the book of Revelation, sadly, many people are not. And many churches refuse to teach from this book. Yet in this book, there are clearly defined lines that God I'm sorry, defined lines that show who God is predominantly working with at the time. He goes on to say in the Old Testament, he says, we see some Gentile persons like Rahab, Ruth, and Nahum, uh, to mention a few. Uh, the focus, however, from the end of Genesis 11 to the end of the Gospels is the nation and people of Israel. For a brief period of the book of Daniel, God, through a Jewish prophet, tells us about the Gentile kingdoms that he will raise up on the earth. But even then, they are recorded in relation to Israel. The Medes would begin fleeing or freeing Israel from Babylon, and the Persians would the rebuilding of the city the greeks would provide a language for the new testament and the romans would build roads to transport the gospel all over africa europe and parts of asia minor but the revelation of the kingdoms all centered around israel so in revelation chapter 1 uh, through 3 he says we have letters from jesus to seven churches all of whom were around at the time john was writing the book of revelation these churches basically demonstrate seven eras of the church age. There are churches from each era 
in all of the eras, but there is a predominant church type for each era. And he goes on to say, I'm going to raise my desk up a little bit here. A little on the slumpy side. I don't like that. <laughs> and uh, he goes on to say, um, um, he goes, at the end of the church era, we then jump into chapter four and John, the last of the apostles who is still alive and a part of the very first church established by Jesus is called up into heaven. The phrase come up here, which he is instructed to do after he hears a voice like a trumpet speaking is the very word that is translated as rapture. It means to be caught up. Thus, John is caught up and is in heaven. After this event, the church is not mentioned again in Revelation. The writer led by the Holy Spirit never mentions the local churches ever again in Revelation. In the next few chapters, we see scenes that are happening in heaven. And in chapter 7, we are introduced to the nation of Israel and specifically the 12 tribes. The tribes are named. There are 12,000 men chosen, marked from each one if you keep reading the chapter it jumps back to heaven and there in heaven is a multitude from all nations revelation chapter 7 verses 9 through 10 after these things i looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations tribes peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes with branch, palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and to the lamb and he goes on to say in the next few chapters there is chaos he goes, in the next few chapters, there is chaos reigned on the earth by God. And then we meet two witnesses on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, and the whole world is watching them. Even right now in our time, the world is beginning to focus on again on Israel. She is in the news and in the headlines once again. And she will continue to be as we get closer and closer to the transition from the church age and back to God dealing with Israel as he prepares to as he prepares her to receive her Messiah. In Revelation chapter 13, the man of sin defiles the temple in Jerusalem with an idol called an image. There is a rebellion. The Jews realize that they have been duped and they recall Antiochus Epiphanes and his defilement of the temple and they cry out. In Revelation 19, Jerusalem is surrounded by the armies of the man of sin and Jesus shows up in the clouds to defend Jerusalem. Israel and the Jews who are still living. This is all about Israel, all about that sacred land that was promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is about the throne of David, which is the throne that is promised to Jesus as his own on earth one day. Here are a few prophecies. Folks, let's listen up. Second Samuel chapter 7, verses 12 through 13. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up for your descendants after you who will come forth from you and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Luke chapter 1, verses 32 and 33. He will be great. It will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end isaiah chapter 16 verse 5 a throne will even be established in loving kindness and a judge will sit on it faithful judge will sit on it in faithfulness in the tent of david moreover he will seek justice and be prompt in righteousness 
He goes on to say, these are just a few examples of the promises that God gave to David that there would be one to sit on his throne forever. Luke clearly tells us that Jesus is the one who will sit on David's throne. God is not done with Israel. Pray for the peace of Israel. And one day soon, my brothers and sisters, he says, we will walk in Jerusalem and see Jesus, David, Abraham, Isaac, and Elijah, and the multitude of people who have worshiped God as their one and only. We will see true justice offered to the whole world from Jerusalem, and Jesus will be the face of that justice. No, God is not done with the Jews. If anything, we are seeing the beginning of what he is about to do. God bless you, he says. Dr. Sean Gooding, pastor of uh, Mississauga Missionary Baptist Church. Folks, let me tell you something. Um, we are in the end days. And uh, the people who say that um, the church um, has replaced Israel are liars straight from the pit of hell. Um, if you read your Bible clearly, clearly, you know that's not the case. That's probably why they don't want to teach out of the book of Revelation because that's all what Revelation is about. And it means the apocalypse. It means the revealing. Jesus is telling us the end and um let me tell you something um if you haven't please just open up the book of revelation and just start reading it i'm telling you you're going to be blessed you will be blessed just for reading it uh and hearing it and heeding it and so um folks tell you what there's nothing new under the sun nothing new under the sun and um you know the health wealth prosperity gospel people they just rub me the i mean i tell you it makes me so mad so angry and that's a righteous anger. Um, you can be angry at stuff like that. And uh, I know I think I've, I've I played that for you guys before. Their little uh, the church here they call it a church. I think it's a cult. That you know, their little confessions. What was that one? Money's coming to me. I'm like, what? Could you imagine? Just take yourself back a little bit. Can you imagine the Apostle John or the Apostle Paul? Money's coming to. Could you imagine them saying something like that while they're being flogged? put in prison, they're in stocks, and they're singing praise and hymns to God. Can you imagine? <laughs> I don't think that's what they were worried about. The Bible doesn't promise you a Cadillac, doesn't promise you all the money in the world, doesn't promise you um, comfort. It's not what the Bible promises. You can look back at all the apostles, and they were not comfortable. Okay? That is what's wrong with Western Christianization. That is what's wrong with us. We are, um, we have been uh, like, <laughs> Like hardships and they, they think if you have it well you've sinned against god somehow it's all your fault oh you're sick because you just don't have enough faith well remember what was that tammy faye baker oh well where would that where did that happen guess that didn't quite work out so well for them did it you're not having enough faith let me tell you something you just sold this seed into mom ministering god's gonna whatever you just turn that crap off. Turn that television station. Better yet, send them a message. <laughs> the Bible says you'd make merchandise out of me. Yeah, that's what they do. And, uh, you know, I just, mm, if you're in one of those churches, please get out. If you go to church and you give your tithe in order to get something back, go. God doesn't need your money. That's not what he wants. Um, I don't know, folks. It just upsets me, makes me mad. You know, mm. anyway, but let's move on to some other articles. We got one more to go over, and it's a doozy. It's a small article. It's very short, but the video connected to it is very good. I'm going to link it in the description. 
but check this out. UN and Bill Gates 50 in 5 plot is digital prison for humanity. Lots of talk going around this digital ID lately. And uh, they've been working this up for a while. Um, but I think now they're getting ready to like superimpose it. And I was kind of upset with all these. I had no idea that, wow, you know, with their little digital, you got to scan this thing to get into our store. Well, don't need your store that much. <laughs> but soon, folks, it's going to be every store will be like that. If you don't get their vaccine, their jab, their this, their that, if you don't obey the beast system, well, you're not going to be able to buy and sell. So the Bible says, if you don't have this mark, during that time, you won't be able to buy and sell nothing, nothing. You'll be able to do anything. He thought it was bad when nobody got the jab. Some of us that refused to get the jab, uh, a lot of us lost our, a lot of folks lost their jobs. I didn't lose my job, thank God. Um, but uh, uh, thanks to Pastor J.D. Farag uh, and their church there in Hawaii, their Calvary Chapel. Uh, and can I can't ever say the name, Kanoehi. Hawaii. Um, anyway, they had mailed me a letter from Hawaii that I could use that uh, was against my religious um, beliefs to get that um, jab. So, um, but a lot of folks did. Now, I tell you what, if you go to the doctor, or you go to the hospital right now, so let me tell you something. And you see folks running around that hospital with no mask on. Hey, <laughs> woohoo, yeah, I can breathe. And then you see folks with the mayor wearing that mask. Let me tell you, it's not because they're afraid of COVID. It's because they refuse to jab. They refuse the vaccine, so they have to wear a mask. So I was very thankful to know that because my doctor wears one. I'm like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> and when I had gone to the ER um, uh, the other day, last Thursday, when I uh, uh, apparently thought I was a young kid again running, um, anyway, which I'm not, um, but uh, they're very sweet and kind. There are a lot of people without masks on. And I saw the one girl that was checking me in is kin to my doctor. She was wearing a mask. And I was like, oh, and there's a couple other folks wearing a mask. And then I knew they did not get the jab. Because they'll ask you, have you had your COVID-19 vaccine? I said, no, and I don't get one. Okay. <laughs> but if you go to somebody who's not wearing a mask, well, why not? I have to ask you the 35 questions. I said, I'm not going to get it, you know. Um, but anyway, that's just a little bit of knowledge for you guys. And some people may work because they're scared. But a lot, the majority of them are not because um, they've been working this whole time. And I was like, I wonder why. But anyway, now we kind of have a better understanding. But um, anyway... Let's jump into this article here. So, uh, but we see where it's coming from. Uh, if you guys remember the people who wouldn't get the the jab, the vaccine, they were refused um, transplants. You guys really refused medical services. So that happened and it's still happening. Think about the people who have died because of that. Think about that. That's just, mm. I never thought I'd see this in, 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 in my lifetime. Not here. And, and the, it's irrefutable evidence that the jab is killing people irrefutable you cannot you cannot refute it yeah you can yell louder and you can scream louder and whatever you liberals want to do and start cursing and turn me into a racist homophobe transphobe whatever you want to call me but the truth is the truth and you can't deny i mean they can deny it but you really can't you know they don't want to hear the truth they don't want to read anything uh i was watching a video not too long ago about um Oh, man, I wish I would have kept that. It might be on my YouTube somewhere. But anyway, he was going out asking people, like, if they would sign, hey, you want to sign this letter to support Hamas? Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, to support Palestinians. Oh, yeah, let me sign that. Let me read you the terms and conditions. Then he goes on to say, um, you know, how to use human shields as genocide. Like, oh, I have to hate all you. I have to be like, what? Well, I don't agree with that. I can't sign your, I, I can't sign. Okay, we understand. You know, we just wanted you to know the terms. And People have no idea. They have no idea. They just jump on a bandwagon. Oh, oh, yeah. 
that's the day we live in. It's like sheeple. That's what we call people sheeple. Drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, but uh, that's the day we live in. I, I just, I'm glad my mama taught me to think for myself. You know, I hope your mama's taught y'all to think for yourselves too. Your grandmamas or your daddies. I hope they put you in the Word of God when you were younger. And if not, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you, folks. Because Maranatha, Maranatha. Wow, guys. I tell you, I can hear the hoof beats. I can hear the hoof beats. <laughs> it lets you know my house will be so lit up for Christmas. Uh, they're going to fly over my house thinking it's the airport. Tell you what. That's what I'm talking about. I don't celebrate any other thing. I did the 4th of July. Yes. Easter. Yes. Christmas. There you have it. Um, uh, yeah. I'll tell you, that's a pagan, a pagan, 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 whatever. Well, you know what? I'm celebrating the birth of my Lord and Savior. You can call it whatever you want to. You can, I don't care what you call. I don't care what you celebrate. When I'm celebrating, it is Jesus Christ uh, is who I'm celebrating. So, oh my gosh, the, the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? Please. Save it for somebody else. Save it for somebody else. Um, you know, they mm, tell you what, they've turned all kinds of crazy stuff. This whole world has gone crazy. Oh, my goodness. But that's a Romans 1 culture reprobate mind. So let's get to this uh, article eventually. So UN and Bill Gates, 50 and 5, plot is a digital prison for humanity. This is libertysentinel.substack.com. Uh, posted today, November the 14th, by Alex Newman. The UN and Bill Gates 50 and 5 scheme to impose digital public infrastructure, including digital ID and digital currency, is coming soon to a community near you. Will you participate? The United Nations and Bill Gates uh, is set to this, um, they're wanting to impose this thing. Anyway, he's on to say, including digital ID, digital currency, digital wallets, is really a plan to eliminate privacy and liberty worldwide, explains journalist Alex Newman on In Focus with Allison Steinberg of One American, uh, One America News Network, or OAN. Uh, the UN-led plan, which involves getting 50 national governments fully on board with digitization and digital public goods in five years, aims to create digital systems that are interoperable. The goal is for all of humanity to participate. He asked, will you? If not, what will you do to push back? Eventually, Newman explains that the evildoers behind the so-called, quote, Fourth Industrial Revolution, or the 4IR is what they call it now, such as Klaus Schwab, hope to see a fusion of people's digital and biological identities. The implication should alarm all who care about privacy, freedom, and civilization. Liberty lovers must get to work to expose this evil now before we find ourselves trapped. Start by educating yourself and then take action to educate others. And I'm going to link this, folks, in uh, the description so that you will have this. You guys can watch it. Um, and uh, it's happening. And there's some people trying to trying to warn you guys. I've been trying to warn you guys. All kind of pastors. There's great pastors out there. Don't get me wrong. Thomas Hughes. Tom Hughes. His new book is out, by the way. Uh, Pastor Billy Crone is a big one. J.D. Farag is another huge one. Uh, Jamar Keller, her radio program, has been telling people for years. Um, but lots of folks, lots of folks out there telling us the truth. Um, Mark Henry Ministries. Um, you got uh, Monkey Works, W-E-R-X, out of Dallas, uh, telling folks. Um, uh, Calvary Chapel, Signal Hill, um, James Cadiz. 
So there's a lots and lots of, you know, good ministers and pastors and podcasters and news, you know, anchors out there from, you know, not, not your other news, but you know, like Sky News, Australia, all, all kinds of good things. So there's a lot of people out there trying to tell everybody about this. And, um, you know, just like we did about the jab, of course, we rolled over on the jab, like <laughs> misinformation. Does that not sound like the most stupidest thing you've ever heard? Sounds like some, some fourth grader come up with misinformation, liar, liar, pants on fire, misinformation. I'm sorry. This always reminds me of that. But, <laughs> but anyway, this is what they come up with. And so, um, let me tell you something. This is, um, we, we live in the end days that the Lord God told us would happen. And what did he say those days would be like? The days of, of Noah. So what we probably should do is go back and read uh, in the book of Genesis about the days of Noah and what was going on. And um, I always get that. It's just the same. It's always a young people have always been saying, Jesus, come back. He ain't come back yet. I'm like, it's kind of like Noah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, the world's going to flood. Whatever. <laughs> Of course, he didn't know. They didn't know what rain was. He's building this gigantic boat, you know, and man, massive. They were probably looking at him like he was crazy. You imagine that he had preached 120 years, I think, he had preached, and nobody would listen to him, and they all perished, everyone except his household, I think, the eight people. I mean, could you imagine? Nowadays, so there's not going to be a very, I mean, so people think like, we're all going to go to heaven. Everybody's going to heaven. No, not everybody's going to heaven. We're, we're all children of God. No, we're not. The Bible says, uh, if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are of the Father, your devil. You are of the Father, the devil. Your Father, the devil, is what he says. So, no, we're not all children of God. Does God love you? Yes, he does. Does he want you to repent and come to, uh, uh, come to salvation through his son, Jesus Christ? Yes. But if you don't, you sent yourself to hell because you denied his son. So, Bam. God didn't send you to hell. You sent yourself to hell because of your rejection of his son. And um, just to let you guys know, that's the truth right there. So, hey, don't hate me <laughs> for, being the, for being the truth person telling you the truth. Um, but, you know, if I didn't love people, I wouldn't tell people the truth. I wouldn't, you know what I mean? You know, you can't, uh, you can't just, you, you have to tell people the truth and love but that is the truth. If you reject Jesus Christ, you have rejected God and you sent yourself to hell. And uh, nobody can pay you out of hell. Nobody can pray you out of hell. You're there for eternity. Eternity. Gnashing of teeth. Forever separated from God. Yeah. That is not a pretty picture. Not a pretty picture. We all know folks who have died and has, you know, gone to hell because they did not accept Jesus Christ and want anything to do with them. And that just, you know, breaks our hearts, breaks our hearts. So here we have Martian rocks keep hitting Earth, but something doesn't add up. Look at this. It's all, man, they're already setting the stage. They're setting the stage. Uh, let me see here. What else we got in this main? Look at the, I'm looking at the mainstream media right now. Alaska's largest city issues snow emergency after record snowfall. Uh, two straight days. Okay, guys, wherever you guys are listening to me from, um, wherever you might be in this world, do me a big, huge, gigantic favor. You better get you some food. You better get you some food. <laughs> I've been saying it for a long. If you watch my Rumble channel, that's a lot of my videos. But we're showed, I showed all the food plants that have been blown up. Still happening, by the way. Uh, there was another chemical plant that exploded here in Dallas. Um, or not Dallas, I'm sorry, 
in Magnolia, Texas, down by Houston. So, folks, they're still, you know, they're still destroying things. And our sky looked, I was laying out my, in my hammock this afternoon in the yard, and I looked up, and you can see the little wispy little cloud things. We all know those are chemtrails. And I'm like, great, they're just killing us, killing everything. Um, no matter what you do, you can't get away from it. You just can't. You just got to pray about it. That's all we can do. Um, you know, uh, there's so much, so much is going on. Anti-Semitism around the world just makes me sick. Um, makes me just sick. Absolutely sick. But on, uh, on other, on, you know, I, I am happy. On other great news is that there is over, I think, 200,000 people, um, there at the, at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Capitol here in the United States, um, for Israel, pro-Israel march. And, uh, that, that is wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. And what else happened this weekend? The Dallas Cowboys rolled over the Giants like a steamroller, and I was happy. Um, a little dog, he's a little, uh, almost six, I guess it'll be six in January, a little, a little chihuahua is what I call him. He's a chihuahua, uh, <laughs> chihuahua mix. And um, he absolutely is infatuated. And uh, where we used to live, his little girlfriend used to live across the street, and she's this uh, decrepit, like, 15-year-old chihuahua. <laughs> he loves her. And uh, so anyway, her dog mom and her come over the weekend and we got to watch the Cowboys game and he just had such a fun time. I tell you, it was great. And they won. It was a good game. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good game. And, I, you know, I always say Dak ain't that great. You know, he did, he did pretty good. He did pretty good on Sunday. Got to give him credit for that. But, uh, yeah. So, guys, what we need to be doing right now, let's pray for... Uh, the Israeli hostages. Let's pray for them. Let's pray that the Lord would um, bring them out of there, and while they're there, to protect them emotionally, physically, um, and just to keep them safe, you know, and um, to supernaturally protect them, and to comfort them, and to comfort their families, and their friends, and their communities that are mitzvahs, uh, kibbutz, you know, and um, man, and never again. Never again. But it is setting the stage for the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war. Uh, it's amazing how God works all these things into this gigantic, huge puzzle piece. Could you imagine? He just moves parts and pieces together uh, because the time is near. Never forget that God is sovereign. And we are not, and I'm not, but he is. And, uh, you know, it may look like it's a dark, evil world. And it is because he said it would be. It would be. And it's going to be even darker and eviler, eviler, is that a word? And more evil. <laughs> uh, when the Lord Jesus takes the church out, when he comes and takes us out of here, boom. And remember that, because, yeah, chapter 4, verse 1 in the book of Revelation is the last time the church is mentioned until we come back with him. When we come back riding white horses, that's when we come back with the Lord. So, anyway, guys. Oh, get in the Word of God and let the Word of God get in to you because I tell you what, time is short and Jesus is coming soon. And what will you be doing when He comes back? I hope you're doing something for Him. I hope you're working for the Lord, working for His kingdom. Um, you know, we got to pray His kingdom will be done. I mean, His kingdom come on earth just like it is in heaven. His will shall be done. And it will be done. So, what you're going through in life, just know Jesus is the answer. The Bible has the answer. You just got to read it. And uh, if you're in a hopeless situation like my brother, 
uh, me and him were talking this morning and uh, I was, you know, giving praise reports and stuff. And I'm like, you know, God has, has, man, made miraculous things happen in my life um, for so much. And he goes, you need to write a book. And so we all need to, and him too, because God has, when, when it looks like there is no way, like it could ever, like nothing's going to happen. This is not going to work. Um, or I'm on my last five dollars I don't have any food in the house I got no gas in the car and I've got whatever it may be the situation that you're in right now I'm gonna lose my house like whatever don't rely on yourself what's it doesn't what am I gonna do what am I gonna do what am I gonna do I'll tell you what you need to do pray to God pray the Lord Jesus ask him to help you and he will may not be in the way you want him to but he will I'll tell you this story really quick um, before I get out of here, <laughs> when I was, um, oh my goodness, I think it's like 2007 or six, something like a long ago, I used to have a house and, um, my electricity bill kept getting higher and higher and higher. I couldn't figure out why. And my last bill, like, I was like, what in the world? And it was 600 and something dollars. And I was like, what? Like, I can't, this is back in like, this ain't now, this is way back when I was like, what? I can't afford this. Like, oh my gosh. And so I got the disconnect notice. And I'm like, What? And so I remember praying to the Lord, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I can't pay this. Lord, help me. And the next day, I get 13 bills in the mail, 13 bills from XL Energy. And I was like, what? And uh, I opened them all up, and the very last bill was uh, $13 and some odd cents. I was like, what? And so I called them. I was like, well, what's going on? I was like, is this right? And she goes, yes, ma'am. Uh, she goes, when you converted your house to total electric over a year ago, we didn't give you the discount. And so they sent me 13 bills. So the original 12 was for the year prior showing the discount for each month. And then the last bill was what I actually owed. And I was like, are you serious? Yes, ma'am. And so later on that evening, they cut my power off anyway. And I was like, what? And so I had called and I said, I thought you guys, I thought, what is going on? She goes, oh, ma'am, I'm sorry. That was an accident. We'll get them back out there to turn you back on. I said, okay, this is a Friday. And so about 5, 30, 6 o'clock, uh, the guy comes up and uh, he says, I'm sorry, ma'am, I can't turn the power back onto your house. And I'm like, why? You know, the bill was like, it wasn't, she goes, he goes, well, he said, it's not that. He goes, on your meter, um, and it's on it's on your house, so it's your responsibility. He goes, there, you know, it could catch your house on fire. I was like, what? He goes, I'm sorry, I can't, it's a safety thing, I can't turn it off. I was like, or I can't turn it back on. I'm like, man. So I called a friend of mine, Jody, and I said, what am I going to do? I was like, I don't know any electricians. She goes, open up the yellow pages. Back then, we still had the yellow pages in the phone book. And so I opened them up, and I landed on American Electric. So if you live in the Texas Panhandle, wherever you might live, and you need an electrician, or you need, they do corporate all kinds of stuff, call American Electric. But anyway, um, but I called them. And the guy answered the phone. I told him what was going on. I said, they won't turn my power back on. I don't know why. They said, I have to have an electrician come out and do it. Um, and they're like, okay. And so it was like 8 o'clock on a Friday night in February, freezing cold. I have no power in my house. It's freezing. And he comes out and he looks at it and he says, okay. He goes, yeah, let me show you something. He goes, these two wires here. He goes, if they touched, he goes, your house would go up like the 4th of July. I was like, what? He goes, oh, yeah, sparks be shooting off your house. And I had a, a shake shingle roof. If you guys know what that means, it's a wooden roof. He goes, your house will be gone. I'm like, well, he goes, oh, yeah, I've seen it happen. I was like, oh, man. And uh, he said, by the grace of God, your power was turned off. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, I don't have the parts to fix it on my truck right now, but what I can do is I can get your 110 runs so you can at least get some heat 
I was like, oh gosh, thank you so much. And so anyway, he goes, I'll be back tomorrow. And I was like, oh, it's going to cost a fortune. He goes, no. He goes, my boss isn't in it for the money. He goes, he's a good guy. He's, you know, he's a very honest guy. And I was like, oh man, okay. And so anyway, he come out the next day on my lunch hour on a Saturday on my lunch hour. And he fixed, uh, he fixed the meter for me. And um, I got the bill in the mail. Uh, $120 is all they charged me. So anyway, just keep that in mind when there seems to be no way and everything looks the darkest and sometimes bad things do happen but god always has a plan and what you think is bad isn't always bad um he works all things together uh for good to those who are called according to his purpose to those who are called according to his will and who love him so anyway always remember that and i will never i'll never forget that i guess as you could imagine but he's always always been there for me he's never left me nor forsaken me um, and I know you guys have countless stories and, and, and testimonies as well, but that's just one of mine this morning. Um, just one of them, uh, to give you guys some encouragement. If you're in a hole right now, um, and you don't know what else to do. Let me tell you something. It's not you. It's the Lord. And it took me a long time to realize that, that it's not me. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I've got to go. I've, 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 no, what I need to do is be still before the Lord is what I need to do and read his word and let the Lord do what the Lord has promised he would do. And that's take care of us. So with that, guys, I am going to really get off of here. And, um, ah, I just saw this, the suicide of the, uh, gender nonconforming GOP mayor. Um, anyway, he was a pastor as well. Folks, please keep his family in your prayers. The man from, um, Alabama. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, that right there hurts my heart. It really does. There's so much wickedness and evil in this world. That's why you can't you can't pay attention to the things of the world because it will suck you in. Just like my friend uh, Melissa told me, which happens to be Spurs girlfriend's dog mom. He was here this weekend um, on the chat GPT and that thing that I was using for that little survivalist corner video, you know, thing that I was doing. And she was right. It will suck you in. And so that's what the world will do. Culture and all that stuff. It has a way of enticing you and uh, keeping you away from the Lord. And so, um, so any videos you guys see on the survivalist corner will actually be from me using Canva from now on. But uh, what I want to do is start doing those videos, those shorts uh, for the Bible prophecy um, for today, YouTube and uh, Facebook. And so that way I can do some, you know, short videos using Canva and um, some Bible prophecy videos. Just take like one prophecy and just kind of expound on it in like a little 30, 40 second um, video, you know. So anyway, um, with that, guys, I am going to get off of here and um Anyway, uh, just, you know, just uh, just pray for folks. Pray for people who are caught up in sin. Just pray for them. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your community. Pray for our leaders. Um, pray for your friends and your family. And uh, so, Lord God, uh, we thank you for today, Father. We thank you for your son, Jesus, and his sacrifice so that we could be saved. Lord God, I lift up. Israel to you, Father. Uh, they are your chosen people. Lord, I pray that you would protect them and watch over them. God, I pray that you would save their hostages and bring them out safely, Lord, and protect them while they're in the custody of Hamas. Father, I pray that you would just comfort uh, their families and their friends. And Lord, I pray that you would end anti-Semitism 
around the world. And Father, we pray that your will will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. And Father God, we pray for your peace in Jerusalem. Lord, we thank you uh, for everything that you've done for us and continue to do for us. Lord, we thank you for your word. And God, I just ask that you would bless those that are listening to this podcast. And Lord, I bless, I ask that you would just keep them safe, provide for them, and let them know that you are God, you are their Jehovah Jireh, and that you love them, and that you will continue, uh, if they let you, to use to you that you would use them for your glory. And Lord, I just pray that you would give us all boldness to go out there and tell the world about your son, Jesus. And Father God, I ask you all these things in the mighty, awesome name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. And may God bless each and every one of you. Maranatha, Lord Jesus. Maranatha, get in the word of God, folks. Let the word of God get into you.